Perfect way to start the show, Miracle. Right. He had three names. He played Capote. What? Philip Seymour Hoffman. I thought you said a black dude. No, 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 no. no. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Live. People have no idea what we're he, he, he was okay. We're talking about, for those that just watched, we're talking about like Bond versus Mission Impossible. He was an okay villain. That wasn't one of my favorite, though. Ghost Protocol was my favorite of the Mission Impossibles. Skyfall was the best of the James Bonds, in my humble opinion. I, I mean, I think I, I I agree with you. Skyfall was, is, I don't even think that's an opinion. I think Skyfall is just superior. Superior, superior movie. So welcome to This Week in White Supremacy. But that side that Miracle let out, that's really, it's white supremacy on a whole nother, is it on a whole nother level? Or is it just that we're just getting a lot of it in like mainstream media or news? You know, we have. Next level oh, supremacy. Yeah. I think this week it's been like turned up a few notches on some Emerald yeah. Gossy, like bam. You know what I mean? I think that they definitely, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know white supremacy <laughs> doesn't really come seasoned, but if it did, this is what we got this week. <laughs> no, I think the title of the show should be Next Level Supremacy. It's Next Level Supremacy happening right now. We're going to get into it. Uh, I'm Jasiri X. I'm the co founder and CEO of One Hood. My brother. I am trouble NLS, never liked supremacy. Show the hardware. Show the hardware. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, 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 oh. I know. I know. I know. It's like Elvis. The trunk on y'all. Y'all. Let's say that. Let's get saved. It's like, go down because we do have, we do have some black excellence for y'all. Let's say that. Get it. I am like excellent. Y'all And the twins, the co- the country and the culture, is that? We just some random black people, man. That's all we are. Some, ra- some regular, some regular black people at the office. <laughs> yeah, man. I heard, <laughs> some you know, we heard that they were taking the show here today and we were like, you know what? <laughs> we'll just pull up and see, we, you know, we don't know what's happening. We just happy to be here. <laughs> well, we're happy. Yeah, we just here so we just don't, we don't get fired. That's all. We don't get fired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, shout out to Marshawn. Fine, fine. fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No. I ain't on nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, I mean, I guess we can start with, um, you know, it's a lot of trials. I mean, it's, you know, you have the Rittenhouse trial. You have the trial of the men that killed Ahmaud Aubrey. You have, you know, uh, a possible execution of an innocent man in Oklahoma. You know, we just found out that we lost another young brother, a hip-hop artist, uh, young Dolph. May he, may he rest in peace. Um, it's just a lot happening right now. It's probably some stuff that I missed, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I guess we can start with the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. So I want to come to you, Miracle, because two things happen that people... See what happens uh, when you just show up? We come to you for legal advice. <laughs> that's some shit. I mean, two things happened that were... That people looked at and thought, this is strange, right? We saw one, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, a charge was dropped carrying a dangerous weapon. I mean, there's... Pictures and video of this dude with an AK-47 just roaming around. He's only 17 years old. So people looked at that and said, damn, I mean, what well, AK isn't a dangerous weapon. And then you had a situation where the judge actually had Kyle Rittenhouse choose 
like who his jurors and alternates would be. And a lot of people also said this is very unusual and strange. And this is after a lot of behavior from this judge that people looked at as biased towards Cal Rittenhouse, right? He slammed the prosecutor. It looked like he would be, you know, um, and, and, you know, he, I guess he was mad at the media for that. So is this unusual miracle or is this just like how white supremacy works in America and we just haven't seen it in 4K? Are y'all? Uh, no, no, um, no, I would say that it is unusual in the sense that he is acting like this towards white prosecutors. Mm. We have seen, you know, even just here in Allegheny County, how a lot of black and brown defense attorneys have been treated uh, within the court system. Right. And so it is it's very weird how he's acting and it's very curious. I keep saying he's playing to the camera, but even today when he was talking about the blacks in the, in the, in the straw, which just happened to be the black person in optics, is just like, what are you trying to do? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Usually when judges know that the eyes of the world are upon them, they try to be super objective. They try to explain their decisions in ways that people understand. Like and, uh, Judge Lance Ito did in the OJ trial. You know, yeah. something like that. And here, we he, he's just like he's playing a character on TV because this is like Absolutely. super outlandish. And I hope that people are really see the importance of showing up and voting for judges because he ran unopposed his last term. And so it's very important that people pay attention to come on, man, to these trials and be like and and understand that it's very important to to unfortunately participate in the buffoonery and and engage in these electoral processes because these are the people that really are dispensing justice. And if you have someone who doesn't understand how to enlarge a text on their phone and they don't understand how technology works and they're the ones who really get to dictate what evidence comes into a courtroom, that's a problem. If you have someone who thinks it's okay to like talk about race in such a disparaging way when trying to be relational, that is a problem. And so I hope people are watching this trial and some of the other trials ongoing and seeing how judges are really supposed to act and what happens when there's lack of decorum in the courtroom. Damn. There's a question. There's a question that said, which charge did the judge say he would appeal if the jury found guilty on that charge. I didn't even know he said that. The, I didn't know the judge could appeal. appeal a um, charge. The part of it was that was part of his explanation in in um uh dismissing the weapons charge. Okay, is that it. he doesn't believe that it met the requirements. And there's an argument about the 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 way the law is written. Usually, um, that is up to the jury to decide. But what is really good in this case is if he is saying this possession of a dangerous weapon doesn't entail the, these type of guns, now it's incumbent upon people to go back and look at, at who has been convicted of these charges in the past and make sure that they are now um, thrown out and dropped out as well. So that's going to be like the next step. Um, and, and that would rest within the prosecutor or the, the district attorney? The, the defense attorneys the defense attorney? okay. would have to file the bill. But what people also need to be mindful of is the way the judiciary works is like he probably won't get fired he probably won't get sanctioned they'll just say you can't act like this again 
So when it's a black person on trial or a Muslim person on trial or a queer person right. on trial, they'll be precluded from acting how this judge acted, but nothing really will happen um, with this judge because again, the legal field very rarely steps out to discipline one of their own unless it's for really egregious behaviors. I, I was yes, I, I, I was going to say he he complained about the media today, so he he was actually saying that he might not even allow a, a live stream of his trials anymore because of how he feels like he's been unfairly criticized. So I mean, you got to be a loud broadcast, like that's well, like, honestly, that's how much he don't care, you know. Yeah, that's the ongoing complaint, and that's what judges use to limit, you know, transparency in the courtroom. But my feeling is if you don't want people writing about you a certain way, don't act a certain way. Yeah, don't do stupid um, shit. In the courtroom, and then to go back and explain. It's just not that. It's his behavior. It, it's, it's just, like, so apparently foul. And it doesn't even matter if he's biased or not. It's just the way he's talking to people, the way he's yelling at people. It's like court doesn't have to go this way like you're over here on camera you know you're on break yep. and you have you know like you're shopping for cookies your phone's going off people right. go to jail for their phones going off in courtroom you're arguing with the prosecutor over something that could have been taken care of behind chambers or in pre-trial conference it just doesn't make sense for a lot of folks and that's why people are getting like irritated yeah he made some asian joke he was talking about today like World, the person that got picked was like black and the black, the black. No, like it is, it almost feels like he's, I almost feel like a Saturday Night Live skit in a lot of ways, but you know, this there is the reality that we're facing. I'm sorry, I, I cut you off, Farouk. You were, you were, um, starting to say something and then I want to go to trouble as well. Yeah, you do that a lot. It's okay. Don't be sorry. Just be careful. Um, <laughs> you know, um, no, but Miracle said something last week and it's like this, this just really reminded me of like, yo, this nigga's trying to get on like on some Nancy Grace type time or something like he's really trying to be a personality out here. And, you know, Miracle said that, you know, he's going to be on Fox News sooner or later. And, you know, with the dog and pony show that that is, this only kind of leads you to believe that he has an agenda, like some type of an ulterior motive, like he's using this as an ability to you know, get his own platform or something like that. It's just, it's just wild that we already know as black people that, you know, the, the justice system in America is so unfairly stacked against us, but to see a judge act, like you said, like a set, like this is a caricature, like this shit looks scripted, you know what I mean? And it, it's wild to watch this and just see that, Hey man, like he, this judge has shown bias for someone who is a clear murderer. Yeah. Like a clear murder. It's just, you know, it's another day in America. It's another week in white supremacy, man. That's all I can say about it. It's yeah. And, 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 and to come to trouble, I mean, a lot of people have talked about how, like, you know, the, the, he's a kid. He was a kid that was afraid that, like, Trayvon didn't get that. Remember, Trayvon didn't even have a weapon. And Trayvon right. wasn't treated like a child. Tamir Rice wasn't treated like a child. Like, none of these, like, actual black children. We're given that grace of, oh, they were just a child. Oh, they made a mistake. Remember with Trayvon, they actually tried to take a picture of the game, the rapper, the game, and be like, this is what Trayvon actually really looked like. They actually tried to take I his- I forgot about that. Right. They actually tried to take his, like, childhood away. And then to see actual, you know, we talk about white tears, but to see Rittenhouse give actual white tears 
and that being made like, oh, he was just a child. And, you know, and then, you know, we've seen Tamir Mice's mom criticized. We've seen the mothers mm-hmm. of black victims of police brutality being criticized. But not, not this mom has not been criticized. I mean, people put the meme out there that's, that put her picture out there and said she was 38, which shocked me. But, you know, that's a whole nother story. I didn't do that. Uh, oh, my God. She, yes, she looked like she... 58. But anyway, but no one has said anything like she's not under no charges for what she did. She hasn't really been criticized as the mom. And so to me, all of that is kind of telling. Treble, what's your take? I seen a meme today that was funny as shit on Twitter where it was like, um, next they're going to take, next the judge is going to put Kyle Rittenhouse on his, him slam the gable down when he delivers his verdict. I thought that was fucking hilarious. But um, it's also indicative of, like, how this trial is going. I was reading yesterday the characteristics of white supremacy culture, and one of those characteristics is paternalism, right? This idea that, like, there are people who are qualified to make decisions for those without power, and because they're qualified, they don't have to be transparent about the way that they make certain decisions. And I feel like the judge is trying to utilize this to further this sense of paternalism and he's not even realizing how he's perpetuating white supremacy culture on camera live and direct in 4k you know what i'm saying this is a good point um virginia may like how can you be afraid you walking around with an ar-15 like you literally have a machine gun you know what i'm saying how how that you that you shot at people but now you're afraid you're afraid for your life you know what i'm saying and so I just, it, it is it is wild to see this play out. Now, on the flip side, we also have the trial of the murderers of Ahmaud Arbery. You know, Ahmaud Arbery was the brother that was jogging. And, you know, these, these white men formed basically like a lynching party to go into and, and murder Ahmaud Arbery. You know, this defense attorney basically had been making waves saying that he didn't want, um, he didn't want, Al Sharpton there. He didn't want Jesse Jackson. Like, how many black pastors is going to pull up? That, like, Sharpton's mere presence and Jesse Jackson's mere presence would affect or intimidate the jury. And then he said um, he actually tried to call for a mistrial in the case because Ahmaud Aubrey's mother was crying. Again, I want to come to you, Miracle. You know, because you went to law school, you're, you're Miracle Jones Esquire. Like, is this, I mean, to me, this is nuts to me that like, here is a, a, a mother who is hearing the recounting of her son being murdered. What's she supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, is there, no, so that, I guess this is my question, Miracle. Is there any, like, I've been to trials. I've never been given instructions. I don't know. Is there, do they tell you yeah. not to cry, not to. And is that wrong for people to do that? Do they tell you not to bring out Sharpton? What is the, what's the, no. what's the protocol? What they, they tell you not to do anything that's possibly going to point or take the jury pool um, one way or the other. So you're able to cry, but you're not able to like wail, you know, and yell and scream and, and, and be overcome with emotion. And a part of that um, is because they think that as human beings, Sometimes we tend to say, you know what, somebody needs to pay for this crime, even if this person is innocent, um, we'll send this person in jail because we're overcome with emotion. And so the court is trying to mitigate that. You're able to cry. You're able, you know, to, you know, to make like small 
murmurs, but like when I've been in court with, you know, um, and I had, when I do like pack the court, you know, support for people, tell them, you know, don't yell at the police officers. Don't, you know, cuss people out. Don't, you know, look at the jury and mouth anything to the jury. Stuff like that is what you're not supposed to do. You know, people are going to cry out. What people don't understand is a lot of times the 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 family members, this is the first time they're hearing about what happened to their loved one. It's also the first time they're seeing a lot of the footage and a lot of a lot of the mm. pictures. You don't because you don't want to spoil evidence, you know, and you don't want to like lose the upper hand. Um, families are along with the jury are seeing things for the very first time. So there, there is like an emotional uh, reaction and that's uh, part of the downside of doing like trials. Usually a good uh, judge or a good, um, you know, counsel will alert the families and let them know like today is going to be a bad day. We're going to show these images today and the family members can decide whether or not they're going to attend that day. Um, but that's why the judge was like, she wasn't yelling. She wasn't, you know, uh, saying like, they killed my baby. So nothing like that to, um, to harm the, the, uh, the prosecution or the defense's case, which is why the judge has gone on there. I sometimes, you know, I've seen judges just tell the jury to disregard an outburst, um, in the trial and not do a mistrial. I think you've seen this defense. These defense attorneys are doing everything they can to, to ask for mistrials um, from the very beginning. And the judge is like, look, I'm not wasting everybody's time doing a mistrial until there is something worth having a mistrial over. Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, and, and shout out to the judge. I mean, the ju they did say when his mom was crying that the judge actually adjourned the trial at that time um, and, and, and took a break. And, you know, they said the judge actually, you know, said to the defense lawyer, at this point, I'm not exactly sure what you're doing. At this point, it's almost as if you're just trying to continue this for purposes other than just bring it to the court's attention. And I, I find that objectionable for the court's standpoint. And so I think like what it seems like what the defense attorney is trying to do is insinuate that they're not getting a fair trial. You know what I'm saying? Off top, like, oh, Al Sharpton's here. Jesse Jackson's here. His mom's crying. We're not getting a fair trial. You know what I'm saying? And to somehow, I guess, if he's found guilty or if they're found guilty, which they should be, I mean, they're on videotape murdering this man that like, oh, that's why they weren't, they didn't get a fair shot or a fair trial. Um, any comment from uh, you, uh, Farouk, or Trouble? When you look at a trial, right, and as someone who's been familiar with the circumstances, the, when you're there, you know what I mean, you always feel like, Let me just stop being PC, man. These, these motherfuckers, man, they killed his brother. Yeah, yeah, straight right? up. Straight up. Like, there's nothing defensible. The re Like, there's nothing. It was all reprehensible, man. This shit was calculated. Right, this shit right, was right. planned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is premeditated, in my opinion. A hundred percent premeditated, yes. I would agree. And the fact that, you know, not only the family, but us as a community, we have to watch this shit, like, play out. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And then, you know, for all for all the viewers and everything that we have, you know, you don't feel obligated that you have to ask answer white people's questions about how you feel about this trial is happening. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Because this is still us unpacking trauma as a community watching this shit, because at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen with even one of these cases. Right. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like we like it. You know, it, it, it looked like the the murders of Ahmaud Aubrey can go one way, and Kyle Rittenhouse can go the other way. Like right. you know what I mean? Like we don't know until we know, and that's kind of the thing about this shit. And you know, the fact that there are human beings on a planet that can still try to justify murdering a brother while he jogging through somebody's neighborhood. Shit is it, 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 it's just fucking disgusting, man. That's why we said this yeah. big man white supremacy stepped it up for us. Absolutely. And and I think, like you said, I mean, it is traumatic, right? Because we're watching like white privilege play out in our own eyes in the way Kyle Rittenhouse trials being treated. We'll watch, you know, basically, you know, for, for whatever you feel about Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, them being like really demonized as if their mere presence is going <laughs> to uh, intimidate somebody. And then you see his mom, you know, like I said, like, I mean, the natural reaction to hearing something about your child being killed is, of course, to cry. I mean, so I think you, you do have all this played out and it is traumatic um, and it is something that, you know, and then, like you said, we got it's a possible murder of innocent, another innocent black man. I mean, all of this is playing out and you should like be able to pra like, you know, how do you practice self-care? I don't know. What 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 what's your take, Trouble? So I want to preface my statement by saying, just for the record, that white supremacy does not equal white people. And white supremacy culture is a culture that affects all people that live under it. And um, I'm going to just let that be that. Um, yes. I think, so when it comes to the Ahmaud Arbery trial, I am glad that the judge actually recognizes and makes and holds space for the mother's humanity. Because I feel like if he had the same attitude as the defense, that um, that would be a pretty hostile court environment for her. And that's not what she needs at a time of her hearing how her son was murdered for doing nothing, just jogging. And people seeing him and thinking he was guilty of something and therefore thinking they had the right to take his life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm glad that she had the space to feel and actually mourn the details that they were going over because it's like, that's hard for any parent to hear. You lose your child, you know what I'm saying? And you have to sit and listen to the details as they're being spoken. And the way that they speak about them in court, it's like, they try to keep this air of objectivity to it, but in the midst, it's like, it's, it's hard to listen to because like, there's no humanity behind it. They're not saying, you know, this man, you know, like they, they probably use language that like isn't always the most here. You feel me? Right. So I'm just, you know, I'm just glad she had that space. That's the one thing that I like about that whole trial is that she had that space to be human. And I'm and, mad and, that the, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and basically we, or we already know what the defense is going to do in this trial. The defense is going to criminalize Ahmaud Arbery. The defense is going to try to act like Ahmaud Arbery was somehow going into houses or attempting to break into houses and that these gentlemen were, were, and I don't even want to call them gentlemen, these murderers were actually somehow like protecting their community and neighborhood. So we already, we already know. So just like you said, just her, his mom even showing up is, is, is a strong enough act in a sense, because she already knows, you know, I saw on, on uh social media, somebody put like a picture of his shirt and it like had a hole blown out of his shirt. You know what I'm saying? And so like, for 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 a mother to see that, like, see that. if you if you can't understand that and just to echo what you said, then then something's wrong with you. And point people, period. People also have to remember his last the last thing he heard before he died was them standing over him and calling him the N word. 
right? So in the um, in the pre-trial conferences, they that was the defense attorneys actually the ones who brought that up because they were trying to make sure that the um, jury didn't hear it um, because they they thought it would prejudice the jury um, that they realized that they were actually calling him racial slurs as he lay dying and as they refused to give him um, any medical treatment um, or CPR or anything while the other police and the um, paramedics arrived. This just raised my heart rate. Sorry. Um, and so it it is a lot, you know, that has happened that people have to deal with. And I think what's very important for people to watch in these courtrooms is how sanitized white supremacy and hate really is, right? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say, oh, these racist white men chase down this black, right? It's like these people, and we're, we're using very objective languages, but sure. now we know that they're using racial epithets. They're refusing medical treatment. They're not going by their own um tra- their own training and guidelines. They the prose- the original prosecutor in this case is actually being investigated for prosecutorial misconduct for the way she refused to even investigate this case properly. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff that's going on. And yes, this is my home state of Georgia, and this actually has changed has caused a lot of laws to be changed when it comes to it, police investigations because a lot of people were really shocked about this, how corrupt this whole system was. And yes, this prosecutor was known for, you know, doing a lot of stuff and even harming other white folks. And so this again, why we keep talking about how like white supremacy really impacts and harms all of us. And we have to be mindful of that when we're going forward and we're advocating for these changes because nobody deserves uh, what happens to Ahmaud Arbery, the, the lies. And again, people want to talk about you know, the burglary. It was a place that multiple people walked in and out of, right? It was a place that, you know, was still had open frame, right? And so a lot of people were in and out. And so this isn't like he was breaking, like you could break and take something. It wasn't like he was taking copper wire and stripping co- copper wire. It's just that he was there. And people, right. again, just do not like sometimes when people are in their neighborhood because nobody wants to see somebody just running around in their neighborhood. And that is a part of the conversations that we have to have. Right. And but even if they, he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if he was stealing from my house, he doesn't deserve to die for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like not, that property is replaceable, bro. Human right. life is not. And I think that's what we say it all the time. I mean, we saw that right here with the, the case of Jim Rogers, right? Property, you saw a, a, a piece of, pro, a, a, a $50 bike, and you saw white, white people calling the police, like damn near harassing the police because somebody took up a, a, a $50 bike. And now when you, you know, weaponize the police on us, they're dead. And, and to say that, you know, just to um, talk about a black person being in your neighborhood. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's like you said, like, we have to worry as black people about like where we are. Mm-hmm. Like if, 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 if we just happen to be in the wrong, maybe, even if you're doing your job, right? And that was uh, something that happened in, I believe this was in, um, was this in Michigan? Um, and this is, you know, I guess we can get, this is our, our sound of the police, um, where a white police officer who was off duty saw a black 19 year old delivering newspapers in his neighborhood became suspicious of him because he's a black dude. He's a black hoodie, freaking black guy is what he said. Started following him around. Then asked the dude, you know, um, you know, why he was in the neighborhood. And the dude said, I'm just doing me. 
And so according to the 911 call, he calls 911 saying there's a black male in the area and he needs to be checked. He then ended up pulling his gun on the on the brother. And so is this is this the video? I guess you can play a little bit of the video. I don't know what that is. Is that an ad or something? No, I don't think this is it. I don't know what that is. That's What's this? the wrong video. Yeah, this is the wrong video. I don't know what that is. Did I did I send you the wrong video? Was that on me? Who knows? <laughs> that might have been on me. But again, I mean, so you had a situation where this this uh this police officer, off duty police officer, actually pulled a gun on this nineteen year old black dude, um, followed him around, chased him around, and thankfully, you know that black dude. And he was wow. just delivering papers, right? He's delivering newspapers. And then the, the white the, the white dude was saying, like, well, why, you could have told me. He don't have no, he don't have to tell you what he's doing. Yeah, like that's that idea that like you have to tell me. So here's here's a report about it. We can uh you can play that. All you have to say is, man, I'm delivering newspaper. All right, Bob. But instead you try to just after 7 a.m. that morning, Boris was taking his teenage son to school when he saw a gray van in his neighborhood that he found suspicious. Boris approached the van in his red pickup truck wearing civilian clothes to ask the driver what he was doing. According to Boris, the car had been getting broken into near his home and he thought the driver fit the description of the suspect. The driver responded with, I'm just doing me. Boris called 911. It's a black male hanging out in the area and he said he's just doing me. And he needs to be checked. The plate covered up with dirt, so I can't get it. Vors, with his checked. son still in the car, followed the driver who later said he put his vehicle in reverse to try to speak with Vors. But when he reversed, Vors did too. According to Vors, he thought the man was trying to ram him. He just tried to ram me. Just tried to ram you? Yeah. Just tried to ram 602. Vors exited his vehicle and pulled out his gun, pointing it at the driver. He's trying to ram me. Try to run around 602 again. I'm so creepy. Don't do it again. You're going to go shot fired if he tries to ram 602 again. But why are they acting like this nigga all duty right now? Maria thinking he was going to get shot and wanted to be somewhere public. They ended up at a Seneco gas station where Forrest blocked the man's vehicle, identified himself as a police officer, and demanded he exit. Can he do that? At the very end of it, police officer Clyde Smith arrived on scene, and Michigan State Police Trooper Luke Schaefer arrived shortly after. They detained the driver. Man, I'm just delivering newspapers. Just doing my What is that? What's the difference, bro? I'm out here single night. Every time I'm out here, a cop takes up the tune. Each and every single cop. Every single night I'm out here delivering to good people. What is you talking about? I'm not out here stealing. I'm not out here doing anything. I'm out here. Brother, just trying to have a job. The city of Wood Police Department said in a statement that Boris was immediately placed on administrative leave for violations of city and police department policy. Because like he keeps saying every time I'm out here, the police mess with me. Yeah. Here's the thing. And what people forget is there is no way to track that, right? Because the law does not require for you to track positive stops yeah. unless it's, re- and this is why we tell people to record every single police encounter yeah. and put up a record for harassment is that unless the police officer records running your plate, records 
um, stopping you and talking to you, you can't prove it because what's what we allege as a community are that police officers often illegally run people's plates. They're supposed to have probable cause to do so. But a lot, you know, in some cases, we know that officers just will be randomly running and scanning license plates until they get a D. And so you really can't go and, and file assault charges or harassment charges against these officers because you have no proof of evidence. And the fact that every time this man is trying to do his job, he's getting harassed by police goes to this idea that like we, we laugh about like the unemployment rate in black communities. We laugh about the economic plight of black people, but we don't talk about all the barriers that black people have to go through just to do our jobs. Yeah. I I think, I think you, you say that, you know, you make a great point. And like you said, this is why we need to, you know, you know, I put out a song a few years ago called Film the Police. And like, we need to, if you stop, you know, you can, you know, put your, uh, to me. But that's the thing though, like, bro, but that's the thing though. Like, you start recording the police, they say it's a fucking gun. Well, look, no, this is what I do. If you pull me over, I take my phone, before you even get to the car, I take my phone out, I put it on record, I put it somewhere, I, I either put it on my, my little cup holder or whatever, whatever. I have enough. Every incident. Absolutely. Oh, every incident. So you're, you're absolutely, but you do have to be careful and you have to be mindful. You're 100% right. You know, and this is the thing where this is white supremacy, right? White people like Kyle Rittenhouse can run around with an AK-47 strapped to him, get get uh, water given to him by police officers, get welcomed and loved by police officers, right? We can't even deliver fucking newspapers in a, in a neighborhood without being harassed just because we're black. This is what being black in America is. We can't even deliver a newspaper without somebody putting a gun and trying to shoot us. This is what we talk about when we say white supremacy and white privilege. And if you don't know or you don't want to do the research, that's on you, man. You know what I'm saying? But it does not deny the reality that exists. And this is why we have this show for dumb people that want to come in the comments like, what do you mean white supremacy? This is why we had the show. Watch the show. Hey, bro, we got 100 episodes. No, we don't got 100. We got 50 episodes that you can go watch. Yeah, we, we got 100. We've been on... Oh, we got... We, no, 50. We got 50. Oh, okay. But, you know, yeah. the thing is, like, I don't have to announce myself in your fucking neighborhood. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have Like, you know what I mean? Like, when your parents say announce yourself when you in my house, I'm not in your fucking house, bro. Right, right, right. Like, the thing is, is like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm traversing the world, whatever, as a human being. Just yeah. because you live in that neighborhood or that locale, it doesn't matter if my license plate dirty nothing. It's Michigan in the wintertime, bruv. The yes, stuff no. on the road is all, it's going to be all kinds of badness. Yes. You get me? Yes. Right? Yes. Your car is going to be dirty. And if, you know what, if, if that's what it is, then so what? But like, the, the man said out of his mouth, man, this was so funny. There's a black man in my neighborhood. He needs to be checked. Yeah. Like, he said this out of his mouth. We didn't say it. He said it. And guess what? He got fired for it. You know what I'm saying? Point blank, period. Every time his side of the corner with him, like, he, he, but we're laughing. Point to make. Go ahead. We're talking about, like, outgrowing racism and white supremacy. He has his son in the car with him. What is he teaching his son? Exactly. Right? How is he teaching his son to use and, and move and go, uh, go back and go around for things? And that's kind of the problem of, like, we keep trying to pretend that we're we're moving away from white supremacy. We're in this post-racial society. Yeah. But it's like these racists are still, you know, um, raising racists. And there's even a story here, 
you know, Western Pennsylvania where a black, you know, running back was playing football and the white quarterback was, no, what's it called? A tackle back? I forgot what the call Running back? Whoever tackles the people. Linebacker. Um, you know, linebacker twisted his ankle and they called him the N-word, right? At a game right here in, in the, the Southwestern right, Pennsylvania. Right, right. And so these, these younger people are learning that hate, internalizing that hate, and they're going to be, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse's in the future who are going to come out here and, and, and feel emboldened and empowered and protected to cause even more violence and chaos that's already happening now. May, may I say something? Yes. When you remember, this was last summer, I was getting followed to the office. I phoned you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, bro, there's two cars on me coming to the office right now. Yeah. Right? I'm driving to work, minding my goddamn business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, people don't understand how traumatizing it is to just operate a motor vehicle as yeah. a black man in North America. Right. With that history. Because you're driving with a history of black people that were stopped for damn near no reason that ended up dead. You know what I'm saying? And, and the, then we only cite the land of Castile. Yeah. And then we're individuals that are known as people that have called for accountability and police. So then what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's all of that uh, uh, goes into that. I'm, I'm going to go to you, Trouble. Yo, I felt every bit of his frustration in that video because it's 100%. like, of course he's going to respond to this white man asking him what he's doing, that I'm just doing my thing. If yeah. he was stopped every time he's tried to deliver these newspapers. At this point, he's feeling like, I don't have to explain myself to y'all. I'm doing my job. I don't answer to y'all. Y'all don't sign my checks. Fuck off my case. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. every night he's out there, he gets stopped by police. And then this is the one time that it finally goes on camera. And I actually feel for Bill because it's like, yeah. yo, like how many more times is he going to get stopped by police that might not even make it to the national news? You know it, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like what Miracle said. I mean, like, this is why we got to record it. This is why, like, because they're not even putting out in the books. You know what I'm saying? But but the but the underlying thing is what why do they keep around? They want to let you know, like, you're not supposed to be here. You're not this is our neighborhood. This is a white neighborhood. You're not supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? And this the, the reality is it's funny because the reality when you talk about segregation is that schools are more segregated now, today, mm -hmm. in 2021, than they were at the height of segregation. Like, but you know, you have to actually read a book and study to understand and know these type of things that are happening. So like you said, like, we're not- We tell some jokes and I'm over here tight, bro. <laughs> we don't want to get into, hey, well, I mean, you know, I see, you see, you see, you see your man got sentenced to 41 months. Oh, you talking about Q, Q9? The, the, the Q9 shaman? Yeah, man, I want to call this the deliveries to his jail cell. Like, uh, I don't know, get being changed in the clank. It's federal, it's a federal jail. Remember, he sued. It's a federal jail. He's soon to have a vegan, you know what I'm saying, like diet. I don't know. But even, bro, even that, to me, that's not enough. 41 months? Yeah. Saying? For a coup? Three, three and a half years, and you busted into the uh, the Capitol, and, you know, senators were running for cover. You went into their offices and put your feet on their desk. That's not enough. Five years? Bro, that ain't enough. Not when, not when we got brothers and sisters that have sold weed and doing 20 years. 25 years for selling weed. Well, you know, here's, here's a question. Here's a legit question. Miracle Chime in, please. 
right? Treason is punishable by death, right? Right, that's tough, tough. That is a, that, right? Now, in certain circumstances, as someone who's not a Native American citizen, can't you be alienated of your naturalization and be, and, and be, uh, what's, what's the, what's the word? It is a word for it. It's, um, like, un, or like, lawfully expatriated? Yeah. Yes. Why do they when the people who were, oh, you mean, okay, right, right, right. You mean, you mean whenever we complain about the government, how they always told us, go back to our own country? Well, not, even, they take your citizenship. Yeah, they take your citizenship. So they treat you, they treat you as a, as a, as an alien. Yeah, you basically, I like that. Yeah, oh. I think I think it's called I think it's called lawful exp uh, uh like expatriation. Yeah, force forcible expatriation. Yeah, the first yeah. thing yeah. when people were going overseas to fight for ISIS, they were um that was one of the things that they did. Oh yeah, the white I, and white, so then what ends up happening is you are basically a you're no longer a citizen in the mm -hmm. country and you have like no rights and so you can't. But you said you 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 don't think cute shaman we should do that? You're saying miracle? You don't think we should do that? I don't think it knows because then like what happens to people like they're still in the border. So then oh, like, yeah. what, where do you put them? You drop them in yep. some brown country and you drop, you know, that they do what they did right? to me. Do what they did to me. Shit. But, but like, you can't keep them here. So then you just make them somebody else's problem. Love it or leave it. You don't like Biden being president to believe that. Peace out, my nigga. Love it or leave it. That's what you told us for damn near my whole life. Every time I complained about the government, I was told to leave. Guess what? Kick rocks, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we, so are we, are we, Gus, are we going to the jokes now? You know what I'm saying? Like, and yo, I, I need, we got the big racist. And yo, this is how, you know, I'm crazy. I'm going to racist in the chair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like, no, we're talking, yo. I'm I was, I was waiting for that because that's how you know you kind of like get, got another level of popularity that the racists come in. You feel me? Like, they well, the memories viewers like they, the Negroes are at it again. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, white supremacy. They're on Reddit so, going dumb. This is the show all about you. Like this is the show, right? Yeah, like this is the we're told you should be up. happy. You should be happy. We, we you know what I'm saying? We're going to look up in it. Like, uh, what, what's the what's the chick who didn't understand that there was a show on Netflix called You? What was her name? <laughs> I have a specific opinion about that. That it was like an Abbott and Costello remake? Yeah, I think that, oh, was, that was yeah. yeah. That was some Abbott. Like, yeah, that was definitely some Abbott and Costello shit. So who's on first? I just want to point out that if y'all weren't out here watching Fox News, y'all wouldn't have seen that little snippet and it would have gone viral. I've seen it To point out again, a lot of these allies and accomplices that y'all love. Come on, come with it. Hold on, I'm starting. Do it. Undercover racists and white. Watching Fox News. Who just watch to see what the other side is thinking when in reality we all know what the other side is thinking and clearly from the comment it hasn't changed in 15 years right and so yeah. there's no reason to see what the other side is thinking and saying because what they're saying is they don't like black people and all these different type of languages and words and it doesn't change from week to week so i just want to point out whether it's watching Far right people say our chants or sing our song Co or, our shit. Or, or, you know, uh, try to reclaim our hashtags. It's because yeah. a lot of y'all 
are really out here working with the enemies and not sure. being as intersectional and for equity as you claim. That's all I'm going to. Yeah, if, if all of you, if, if all of you um, that went to these protests and did all these things, like you said, came out as allies, Donald Trump wouldn't have 43% of the vote. <laughs> no, that's real. But I did want to talk about this one story, bro, before we get to the, you got to get away to the jokes. What story? Well, I think, I think what it is, is, um, so the story of like, like, because there's always like, you know, whenever we talk about police brutality, all cops are bad. All cops are bad. Right. And so I did want to talk about a story where an actual police officer, right. An actual police, stop looking at the comments, y'all. An actual police officer, like, like shared a video, right. Shared a video of a, um, a black person being killed. Right. His name was Sergeant Javier Esqueda of the Holy, of, of the Jolette Police Department, Jolette, Illinois. He shared a video about how basically um, a black man who died in police custody because cops slapped him, restricted his breathing, shoved a baton in his mouth, and drove him to the police station instead of a hospital, and he died. This cop shared that video of his other fellow officers mistreating this black man and causing his death, and they weren't kicked out of the police union. He was kicked out of the police union. They weren't fired. They're trying to fire him. The police officer. The video. And facing 20 years in prison. Mind you, the video had already been shared outside of police ranks already with family members and other people. And so it was not, you know, protected this information. Is and therefore, Death cops not only said we're kicking him out the union, the yeah. cops said prosecute him so other officers won't do the same thing. Violate the blue line or cross the blue line. Police officers are the biggest gang in America. Biggest you, gang in America. Once you jump in, you can't get out. Right. So I did just want to share that just because that's always the thing, right? Oh, you know, the police, oh, they're on your side. Oh, to, to talk to your man. And, and, you know, the USA Today did a story of hundreds of police officers. That's what they do, right? If you share, if you tell, you met the police officer in New York. Uh, uh, yeah, and I, I was, can, I, can I talk on that? Talk on that. So a friend of mine, his name is Derby St. Croix. He's a captain in the New York police force. NY, um, the Atlantic and New York Times wrote a piece on him. Again, his name is Derby St. Croix. You can look this up. He's from Haiti. He blew the whistle on his superior officer for misconduct, racism, and a bevy of other charges um, that were um, seditious and unbecoming of an officer in the NYPD. There was some specific language that I don't know, and I don't really care to use it because the nigga was violated. Anyway, he took the rank of the officer he blew the whistle on only to find death threats against him and his family, and he was given a specific security detail of black officers to protect him on his way home and from the precinct and station in one PP. So don't tell me about all of this uniformity and solidarity and protection that the police have when they acting like the fucking mafia in it. Right, right. Some Gambino crime family syndicate shit. Some black be some, you know what I mean? Some fucking Al Pacino Robert Dinner. So don't chat to me that this is not no gang culture. Yeah. Right? When you have when you have officers, not and anybody serving in the military know there's a difference between non-commissioned and real officers. These ain't just foot soldiers, nigga. These are real fucking officers 
They're saying, listen, I got death risks against my family because I'm talking about racism. So don't chat to me that this blue line or some shit is some fucking superior moral compass that's there to protect and serve all the people in the United States of America because it's not the well, fucking deal, nigga. We, we know it's not. And we, we've seen all of our, I mean, bro, we got, I mean, it's so much stuff that we have. I mean, because you got to I mean, you got, you know, I, I think about like how, you know, Muhammad Ali talked about how when he won the gold medal, right? And he won the gold medal for the United States and came back and he couldn't even sit at a restaurant, right? And eat at a restaurant up, up for the country that he won the gold medal for, right? And then you had a situation where now you got the, the, the young woman who won the gold medal in gymnastics, Sonny Lee, in 2021, actually saying, yo, she got treated racist. She got pepper sprayed by racist. She got called a bunch of Asian, you know, uh, 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 hate, hate words or um, epitaphs or whatever you want to say in 2021. And so this is what we're, what we're saying. Like, the more things they say change, the more things stay the same, man. I mean, this is a white supremacist price. And every day, America shows more and more and more what it is. And then when you say, like, remember, they used to tell us, oh, well, this next generation is not going to be racist. You had a 14-year-old black girl that can't even go to school because these white girls was calling a nigger on video and sharing a video throughout the high school. And so, I mean, I think this is what we're facing as we continue that. And this is why, you know, we have the show to continue to bring a lot of this stuff to life. You know what I'm saying? I'm tight, bro. I'm sorry. I'm 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 over here. Bro. You should be tight. So let's go. Yeah, what, how about this? Super let's go to our Karen of the week. You know what I'm saying? Speak. I don't know if she's well played. Let's well go to played. our Karen because our Karen of the week actually took place at a comedy show, and for whatever reason, this I've been waiting for someone to do this to a comedian that could tear their ass to shreds. Like, could you imagine if someone did this to Patrice O'Neill if he was still alive? God bless the dead. Oh my God. He would just roast you if you looked at him wrong. I'm I'm saying, he would actually be canceled. They would have came over sure. Oh my God! Yeah, he 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 look at it wrong. You know what I'm saying? And so he yeah. does. I'm just saying it's it's popular to say now. Yeah, it's popular to say. So let's see what happens Listen, with a, a Karen at a comedy show. And I and I always it all it always I, I can't hear y'all. I don't know what y'all talking about. It always make it makes me wonder too. Like, did she feel like she had the agency to do this because this was a black comedian? Was she felt like she could go up and stop the show? So yeah, was she a dentist like Bill Burr <laughs> or Joe Rogan? Great question. All right, let's uh, let's go, Gary. Let's see what's up. <laughs> Man, look at goddamn comedy show. Look at this. You gotta invest this. What's the problem? What's the problem? Uh, what's the problem? I want to go with the fuck Okay. What do you want to know? What are those? No, I don't want to be I just thought I'd just hang it in. Good. How? How am I insulting you about something? I don't sit in the back of the No. I don't know. 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 You least need to respond to my life. So, to you. Who? Then I do how you see her whole brother. I mean, open belts. Who if anybody is broken? Uh, sounds like a resounding. Yeah, for me. You're like, you see that? I'm angry. You're mad. Look at her get her 
Yo, she thought the crowd was going to have her back. That's funny. See, here's the thing. I There are some comedians I do not like, and I don't go to their shows. I have been in comedy places, but you know, this comedy is not for me, and I just grab my item. I, I'll leave a show quick. Um, and so it's like very weird um, for that, but it's also like if she had a problem, why didn't she just heckle from the audience? Right, like everybody else does. <laughs> why didn't you just like try to be a part of the show and go back like y'all should watch the 85 Sound Show. The people be running on them all the time trying to heckle them, really? trying to make yeah. them I mean, you're going to get roasted the, yeah. all the way home. But, like, yes, I just don't understand. Did, was she not familiar with him? Like, I, like, Andrew Schultz, I will never go to one of his shows. Yeah, me neither. He don't, it's, yeah. My friend I'll, loves him for death. Like, never got free tickets. He's too comfortable. To, to me, he's just another white man that's too comfortable, man. Yeah, and yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not the community comedy for me. Right. When uh, the dude, was, uh, maybe was, was the dude who talked jokes about um, abortion being murdered? Is it Patrice O'Neill? The, I forgot it's the other, but like when he came here, um, I got tickets to his show, and my friend was like, Dale Hughley. Wow, maybe Dale Hughley or somebody like that. Or... <laughs> he he's not funny to me. It's another, it's another, it's another big oh, black. I forgot what his name. But anyways, my friend was like, "Hey, I know you're up on your feminist stuff. If you come here, this show was not the show for you. Go look on YouTube." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that joke was okay. It wasn't that bad." And he still went and saw the show. So like with comedy. Yes, sometimes comics draw the line, you know, the whole Dave Chappelle, you know, BS. Yeah. And you have to figure out before, especially when it's a set that's already yeah. out there, about what right. you want yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not well, think, new material. It's the jokes are already out there. So you look on YouTube, but I'm a go or I'm not. But this is the thing, Miracle. It's like, okay, let's say, just like you said, it's like a movie. It's like you watching a movie, you don't like it. You know, I, I thought the, who was it? What was the movie? The, the, the Eternals. I, I thought that was a horrible movie. I thought it was horrible. Yeah, it wasn't good. 20 minutes in, I was like, this movie's terrible. I can leave, right? I'm not going to go up and try to fight the, hey, I, I, I'm going to go up on the stage and start doing stuff like that. I, the fact that as a, as a white woman, like, one, it's still COVID. It's still like a global pandemic. You up there unmasked, all trying to be in somebody's face. That's a no-no. Two, like, she was allowed to go on the stage. Nobody really, like, she could have had a weapon. She could have, like, nobody pretty much tripped out. You know what I'm saying? They, they, and then he actually even allowed her to say something. You know what I'm saying? So I think all of that, but that's the idea that, like, her feelings mm -hmm. took precedent over air. This is what it means to be a Karen, right? You think you are the decision maker for everybody else. And, like, decision. Yeah, your your agency is above everybody else. So she actually thought she was gonna go up there and stop the comedy show. In fact, the whole crowd, I don't know what she saw in her head. Did she see like the whole crowd like, you know, like diving in on her? I don't I don't know what she saw, man. It was crazy. Yeah, when you see she thought she was about to start a rally. She did. She thought hey, like she thought that was your moment. Like that woman that brought the uh the microphone on the on, on the airplane. Like she fought the time. She fought this it. her moment. She's like, man, she's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna go viral. I'm gonna be a social justice champion. I mean, like I'm arguing this for us wrong. everywhere. Wrong. Yeah. So, wrong. so let's let's get to our black excellence. We have some black yeah, excellence today 
You know what I'm saying? So did you want to share with us, Shy, your Black excellence? Listen, listen, listen. It finally came, y'all. Finally it came. All right, look closely. Look closely, right? Look closely. It's something, it's something y'all will never get. Look closely. Emmy, bro. Emmy, bro. Emmy, that y'all could take notes from called yes. Chris Martell's because yes. you're in the comments clipping your own tells right now. Yes. But hey, yes. we're all here to learn. We're here to share knowledge, spread joy and prosperity. It's dope to have an Emmy. That's Blake. Blake. Yeah, bro. Do you, yeah. you can have, hey, is there like a place do you have like a mantle? Is there a place that you know you're gonna set it or put it? Or I'm telling, I'm make a go. chain out that shit. I'm telling you, bro. I don't okay. know. I know I'm gonna I'm get a display case for sure. Got you. Got to get a display yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I'm I'm actually not sure where I'm gonna put it. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta. It's it's gotta be like whenever you do your your whatever you do from your plant that they can see it. It's gotta be like, show up there like on display. Like you know what I'm saying? Like full. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yes. Like yes. Yes. the whole room. Do you? But yes. you got one of these, though. Do you got one of these? You me. So, we got a couple call to actions before we. Or, or let's. Are we gonna do our white pages? Let's do our white pages. Yeah. I'm saying. For the Look at this shit. This will be my undoing. Not you, man, in the comments. <laughs> the shit we dealing with right now. <laughs> I know how to so read. Can, can you? Can you tell a little bit about what? What? What is this book about? Can you put a put a little bit about? Yeah, I, I actually can, right? Okay. This book is about... <laughs> this is a book, a collection about what it means to be like Black and a woman in this America and people's firsthand experiences of en engaging um, anti-Blackness, sexism, homophobia, um, all this type of stuff and trying to overcome it and, and deal with it. So it's a personal um, narrative of just how our struggles are and what it means to really be uh, Black at this time. So people um, who may not have um, Black friends, who may not have like a multicultural you know, place of living, it's going to be a starter book for you to read. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, just read it, see what's happening. I thought like a starter book would be like C, C Spot Run. No, starter books is the beginning, right? Uh, beginning of one's You're journey. Thinking, yes, you know, the beginning of your but I thought we were, I thought they were against woke culture. It's not, you know, everybody has, you know, just because people are trash doesn't mean they're recyclable. Everyone can turn for the better, do a one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. You know, of course. Uh, I hate when people say that. I did a 360, so you back where you started, nigga? You are, yeah, um, back 180. Started. A 180, that's what we want. So thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely get your read on, of course, if you're able to read. And then uh, we got a couple call to actions. One, we talked a little bit about it at the start of the show. Uh, Julius Jones, uh, innocent man on death row. We have one more day to convince the governor uh, to save his life. You know, um, many, many people, as far as it was, it was wild, you know, um, I actually saw a video of Baker Mayfield, uh, who's the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, but was a um, a quarterback for Oklahoma College, talk about Julius Jones and the fact that he believes he's innocent. So you had a lot of people kind of stepping up to try to save his life. Um, I'm going to drop something in the chat, um, some things that you can do if you don't know about the case. And it also gives you some things that you can do. You can contact the governor of Oklahoma and let him know, you know, uh, we want, you know, uh, this innocent man free from death row, uh, Julius Jones. So definitely 
you know, keep him, keep him and your family in our prayers. And then tomorrow, uh, did you want to talk about the event tomorrow, Miracle? <laughs> sure, why not? Um, tomorrow for my fellow uh, Yinzers, the people in Southwestern PA, tomorrow at 3 p.m., um, oh, the rally in solidarity with the UPMC workers who are striking at 3 p.m. Um, outside of the UPMC headquarters. Again, the workers have been asking for $20 uh, minimum wage for um, access to improved health care benefits and a right to have their own union. You know, during this COVID-19 pandemic, you know, they have been working, you know, tirelessly to keep people safe, being exposed to COVID-19, you know, not being able to, you know, take days off, not being able to be as flexible and having to deal with like, the realities of, of death and crises during this pandemic. And while UPMC has hit, you know, Profit margin after profit margin yeah. has yeah. been able to get a lot of support um, for the COVID-19 crisis. It hasn't built it out to the workers. So the workers are going on strike, at, you know, for strike October. Um, we'll now strike November um, at 3 p.m. You know, there'll be performances, speeches, rallies, you know, action that you can take. So if you want to join Solidarity with the Workers tomorrow, 3 p.m., um, I believe it's 600 grants. Can I say something? Yes. My favorite Kevin Costner film is Robin Hood. What? How? We mean how? He's not that great of an actor. Yeah, but he got movies better than Rock. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner was in The Untouchables, brother. The Untouchables is a thousand times better. They don't have Robin Hood. But that message in a bottle, Kevin Costner. Yeah, we'll You know what? Sean Connery. The Untouchables. That was amazing. But that was the Kevin Costner leading the ship. Kevin, well, he was in the movie. That was the yeah, thing. but they did a lot of help. Like if you talk about Kevin Costner as like a main attraction, probably it was what Kevin Costner. What's the main? But Brian Adams, Brian Adams, was not you. A Canadian thing. That's new song. Kevin Costner was Elliot Ness. He was the main character, bro. And he had such a. He was Elliot Ness. Yes, really. Yes. Bodyguard Kevin Costner. Hold up. Whitney, Whitney made the bodyguard. Miracles went to the ID. Miracles on the audience. Sometimes cool now. He ain't Tom Hanks. Was he a tombstone? I remember guy down. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a tombstone. That's bad. But, but, Untouchables is by far a better movie than Robin Hood. That's not even. But he wasn't in the store, though. It was, he was a character. All right. All right. So, real quick. Um, Also, Tomorrow, if you are in Wilkinsburg, if you're a citizen, we'll be at Hosanna House. Well, citizen of Wilkinsburg. Stop embarrassing me in public. If you can call Kevin Costa, that's my mama's favorite actor. And you're going to say he's not good? He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. So tomorrow at 530, we'll be at Hosanna House. Can I just can I just get this real quick? No, I'm just floored. Tomorrow, five, felt, any Tom Hanks. The way I feel right now is how you felt when I said I ate chitlins. Okay, this is tip tip. Well, so you, you were you were a child, miracle. You were a child. You didn't know miracle. Okay, <laughs> you didn't know better, miracle. <laughs> you didn't know last year better than Christian Bale. I'll tell you that. Oh, that so, so um, <laughs> more than that, untouchable, Untouchables was much better. Than in any yeah, Kevin Costner's a man. So so real quick, um, yeah. Tomorrow, if you're from Wilkinsburg, you want to talk about you for or against the merger. We're gonna have another conversation at Ozetta House, 5 30, 7 30. Please come out. 
Um, and then tomorrow we also have Ask a Black Doctor. Why got to be so black? Why, why got to be Ask a Black Doctor? Why can't it just be Ask a Doctor? Because we're talking to the people who are impacted the most yes, and making sure that they feel um, seen and heard and supported. Yes. I'm comfortable on talking to medical professionals due to the medical racism that has plagued this region and this nation. Also, now medicine is racist. They're just trying to help people. Been and forever will be. Talk, look about. Look at the sterilization. Is, is that why they wear white coats? Look at the sterilization <laughs> that happened. Yes, and, yes. You know a whole bunch of stuff. Now we're talking about diabetes. We're talking about the flu. And yeah, Oh, that's kind of hot. The, the, the sugar. The, you know, hot Backs the blacks. I like that. I like that. You know, we're we're, uh-huh. we're talk we're talking about that. Um, but before if, if today we've stressed you out and you're feeling angry, we got you too. Because at noon we have on tilt. On tilt. Our mental health show. Mental health show. Talk to you about getting your mental right. So therefore, all the anger and frustration that you're feeling right now. Yes. You want to still buy tomorrow. And then guess what? Next week, Ooh. miracle. Next Wednesday. The eve of one of the most racist holidays ever. Racialization. What? You Here's the question, though. Adam, let me let me ask you this question, though. How do you like your cranberry sauce? I mean, if I'm gonna eat it, it's got to be out of a can. I'm, I'm I'm with that. I don't. Don't be trying to. Yeah, I like no it out cranberries of cranberries in my sauce. Like, <laughs> I don't mind it. If there's actually cranberries in this in the can sauce, yeah, I don't mind that. I, but, but I grew up, I mean, I grew up poor. You know, we got cranberries. I, listen, can, bro. I wouldn't listen. I had, I had, I would, a take, I would take instant mashed potatoes. I like those. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad. But listen, I had a friend of mine, and before you say it, yes, he was. His sister in law made some cranberry sauce, and I'm eating it, right? And I'm like, why is there green and why, orange why in your cranberries? Listen, I'm like, why is there green and orange in your cranberry sauce? So I'm eating it, and I'm like, this is unusually crunchy. Cranberries aren't like, I'm like, what did you put you in your celery? She's like, yeah, it's actually celery and carrots. I was like, why? What? <laughs> if, listen, wallahi, celery and carrots and cranberry sauce, I was like, what? That don't even make like nut or and like, you horrible. know, like actual orange. That's horrible. Like, because maybe she put yeah, orange, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, orange, yeah, orange is too. Vegetables in a fruit sauce. She turned it into a fruit loaf. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's probably why, that, that's probably how white people, hey, bro, and, and that's probably why, like, white people be so mad because they just, they just, the unseasoned food that they forced to eat on a daily basis is probably like, yo. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, they got to get a better diet and, you know, they get that gun health going. Get a gun no, I don't. I'm not a particular fan of stuffy. Oh, I love. I'm, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm, I'm not, not stuffy. Stuff, yeah. Mac and cheese, sweet potato. We call it sweet potato yeah. casserole, but sweet potato yams, whatever y'all. What you know? Sweet potato pie. Mm. You don't like? Oh, look, just a little too sweet for my blood, miracle. I, you know, it's a little too sweet. Not that I don't like them. I don't hate them. A little too sweet for me. Just my man, and wife made sweet potato cheesecake. Oh no! I was bomb. Do you put pecans in your pumpkin pie or some potato pie? I've never had it that way, but I'm not opposed to it because I like pecans. You know, we be, we we strictly navy bean over here, miracle. We strict. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I now mean, bean. Well, I know we keep it all the day black. I've had a bean pie in like three months. We keep it all the day black. Well, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit my, I'll hit my man up. Um, all right, so like this is your comes, your holiday bonus. Listen, I'll take that. Get, yo, I need, I need one of the. You, you get me? Not the. I need one of these. Oh, you need the. Yo. Yeah. Did y'all peep Andres? 
government no. traveled the world for spices and ain't even use them. That's the bar. That's the bar. If y'all see me on bar, I don't know y'all. And that's the bar. Yeah, man. Some, some <laughs> cloves and some nutmeg go a long way, man. But I would like to report again for I mean, what, yeah, race flowers. What is the most racist holiday? Are we going to poll again? I always say yeah, things yeah, take yeah. every year. Yeah. It probably is. Well, we'll Wake see that. People say no so we hope. So we <laughs> hope. Let <laughs> go. We hope. Look, the children say there's the most racist. <laughs> yeah, I look like the end of racism <laughs> or the end of slavery is is is, is racist. Juneteenth gonna be up there. So love culture. We hope. So look, we're every Wednesday at six p.m. We hope everybody in the comments rejoins us at six p.m. next Wednesday. Like, yeah, let's get it. We appreciate. Like and subscribe. Yes, yes, and yes. maybe you, tell a friend. And maybe if you designate a spokesperson, we may allow them on the show to do a counter, <laughs> a counter discussion. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would like that. Because we don't do that. Would be. That's the that would be. Yes, yes. Um, so I'll see y'all. I guess we'll both, we'll all see you all next Wednesday. Until that time, inshallah. Yes, the Emmy's going to know that shelf. Next week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That means God, God willing. All right, so, we'll see y'all. I want to help educate our listeners, our reviewers, our first time. Yes. yes, that means if it be God's will, we'll see y'all. We're a Muslim based organization. They don't even, they don't even know. All right, peace, y'all. Welcome to the whitest house, where every room is a tomb that they lie about. Where you can put your filthy feet on the finest couch, and for the right amount, you can even buy.